My people of this country and we're under attack They banning us, they cancel us for speaking the facts If you man enough, come stand with us, take USA back And every time we pull up, all you're gonna see is American flags There it is. That's a nice intro. You like that? You like <laughs> yeah. that? I, I, I catch people dancing to it every time I play it. I'm looking down here, and I'm, I catch people dancing to it. It's a Tom McDonald song, man. It, it is absolutely perfect for the show and many other shows like it. What's um, the name of it? It's called American Flags. Okay. Yeah, it's it's an awesome. I you know I think maybe uh, you get Trump's ear, you can tell him he could probably use it for his campaign. <laughs> so we got a lot to talk about um first off uh there's the clip uh of you um in the hallway with hunter and um I, I, a, the one that uh, went viral is the short clip because faux news you know paul ryan run basically is yeah. on the board of that bad boy so faux news picked it up and some of your conic you know mainstream lemmings if you i like to call them uh pump that out and so that's when kind of the mainstream uh conservative twitter started picking up on it i mean i think it probably it easily went over 10 million i think in the collective i didn't know it was you so i was interviewing nate kane i saw the clip you know everyone saw the clip um and yeah I and I, it's, it's unfortunate because i usually come up to folks and say hey i've been raking the deep state marauder and then go into my questions and that was the one instance that I didn't because uh, I can see you in the back. Yeah. So did you see the long, longer form video that I just sent you? I think if you play the play the short one first and then play the longer one so you can kind of see what I did was chop it up. There were three different angles. One was mine. The other one was phone news. And the other one, the C-SPAN the camera was first on Hunter and his attorney. And then when I started my line of questioning, they actually, the cameraman moved over to get me and Hunter in the shot because I think he probably knew, he probably recognized me. He was like, oh, the, Ivan's probably going to be the story. So <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's go ahead and take a look at that clip real quick. Yeah. Heard it. They're more interested in political theater, which is what we have going on right here. Thanks, thanks. Political theater, kind of like you and Benny Thompson do. By sending memos to the Department of Homeland Security Secretary to beef up the Quiet Skies program, Mr. Goldman, can you address that? Is that due process to put folks without legal predicate on a Fourth Amendment rape program known as the Quiet Skies program against your political opponents? There's going to be a massive boomerang, sir, and you're going to be one of the targets of that boomerang. It's coming. Wrong clip, but one hell of a clip. Talk about that real quick. Yeah, that was a wrong clip, but yeah, let's, let, we have to set the context before we play that clip because because uh, we'll replay it. So here's where we're at. If you can go back, because that way we yeah, this one was from today. I think we need to close out with the impeachment stuff. So I, the sequencing is not quite there if we play sure. that talk about it well i got two clips around. that you sent me and i was looking for the hunter clip and i assumed it was the smaller of the two it's like clips. two minutes okay here it is 
Let's let's play it real quick. Has the COVID jab mandate negatively affected the military's readiness? There are a number of ways it seems it's impacted negatively our readiness. I'm not the expert on that issue, however. It's not what I wrote a book about. In fact, the mandates were rolling out at the time I separated from active duty, but uh, got um, good friends and colleagues who would be perfect to testify about that issue. So sadly, the DOD has refused to reinstate the thousands of service members kicked out of the military for rejecting the experimental COVID shot. Would reinstatement of these service members... Yeah, I mean, help again, that's not the right clip either. Well, it's possible that it could, Congressman. The question is... Apologize, but those are both of the clips that I, that I had here. But uh, I, I can just as easily pull it up over here. So, yeah, just give me a second and I'll grab it for you. But um, here we go. It is here's the longer version of the clip right here. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it on the screen so you can see it. Okay. Let me like be careful Are you sought to Please, I'll answer your question quiet and let me make a statement. What kind of crap do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? Let me start again. Hunter Biden was and is a private citizen. I can't see you creeping up in the back there. And yeah, uh, yeah, none of those are the right ones. So yeah, I, <clears throat> but yeah, yes. let, let me send you the right one. If you do that, I'll cue it up. Yeah, none of those are the right one. I don't know why. I was talking with uh, Nate Kane on our interview the other night, and he was the one who told me, he said, did you hear that, you know, the guy yelling out, uh, Hunter, you know, what kind of crack do you smoke? What's your favorite kind of crack? <laughs> He's like, that was that was Ivan. Oh. Dude, that that's classic. That's classic. Uh, I just DM'd you. All right, I'm looking for it. There it is. The one where you're doing like this with his head here, Ivan. Yep. Sure. Let me let me grab this one. So before you press, just tell me when you're ready, but and then don't press play yet, so I can tee it up. Sure. All right, so last week, Hunter, Bi Hunter Biden was going to be facing contempt vote in Congress in the Oversight Committee. The chairman is Jim Comer. And they were just going to go and essentially talk about it and then vote to hold him in contempt. Well, a little crack baby uh, w walked into the room. Now, I was not in the room when he walked in because I was uh, talking to another member of Congress in the Judiciary Committee room. And then after I completed that conversation, started to walk over to the Oversight Committee room, which is basically the next room over in the Rayburn building. And as I walk in to sit down, Nicole Reffitt, I don't know if you know who that is, Guy Reffitt's uh, wife. He's one of the J6 political hostages. And then Mickey Whithoff, who is Ashley Babbitt's mother. I, I know her. Uh, we had agreed we we're going to attend this hearing, but I, I was just kind of wrapping things up in another hearing uh, again like i said with another member of congress to make sure that they're tracking on a couple of issues and then i walk in and she tells me hey hunter biden's in the room and i'm like well where so i'm looking around why because it wasn't planned right 
And so I look around, and she says, right in front of you. So I literally popped up my live stream on StreamYard and started recording everything as it played out. And what you're about to see are the highlights of that live stream where you're, you're seeing my perspective initially. Uh, mm -hmm. And then as he runs out of the hearing room, when Marjorie Taylor Greene is about to speak, I follow him out the hallway. And when they were planning on doing a press conference with his attorney, Abby Lowell, Hunter Biden, that is, mm -hmm. uh, it didn't really go as planned, you know, according to them, because they didn't factor in me. And you're going to see that clearly taking place. And a lot of people only saw the first question that I asked about, you know, you have listen, what kind of crack do you smoke? Sure. Uh, but there are many more questions that I asked them. So go ahead and play it. Here we go. You ready? Let's go. I'll answer your question if you be quiet and let me make a statement, okay? What kind okay? of crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? What style of crack pipe do you use, Mr. Biden? Who's your crack supplier, Mr. Biden? So what are you going to do when the House Sergeant in Arms deputizes some folks to conduct a live stream raid similar to what was done to Roger Stone as they raid you to compel you to testify before Congress, Mr. Biden? Can you answer that, please? Sir, are you still receiving money from China and Ukraine, Mr. Biden? Sir, what other nations? Romania? How close are you with Jeffrey Epstein, Mr. Biden? Now everybody giving them guest spots and stocks through the roof. 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% pain, and 100% reason to remember the Eight years in the making, patiently waiting to blow This taking over the globe, he's got a partner in crime It's equally dope, you won't believe that comes out of this kid's throat He's not your everyday on the block He knows how to work with wood, he's got making his way to the top He often gets a comment on his name People keep asking him, was it? Giving that birth that doesn't stand for an acronym No, he's living proof, proof of the rock in the booth Him and his crew are known around as one of the best Dedicated to what they do and give 100% Forget Mike, nobody really knows how or why he works so hard It seems like he's never got time Because he writes every note and he writes every line And I've seen him at work when that light goes on in his mind It's like a design is written in his head every time Before he even touches a key or speaks in a rhyme And knows he runs with the kids that he signed Ridiculous, without even trying How do they do this? This is 10% luck, 20% skill 15% concentrated power of will 5% pleasure, 50% Awesome. And I saw I saw Ashley Babbitt's mom in the beginning of that clip sitting there. Um, he really enjoyed it as he fled the scene. Now, here's the problem. I mean, there's a, other parts of that that you didn't see later on uh, where I followed him in the hallway. And I basically said, hey, Speaker Johnson, 
you have the inherent authority to look over to your sergeant at arms, Bill McFarlane, and say, hey, Bill, you see this, this contempt? If they vote on the contempt, guess what? He can order the House sergeant at arms to conduct a live stream swatting raid of Hunter Biden in order to enforce that. Now, for those people that are like, oh, well, you hopium, this and that, disinformation. Well, let's take a look here. Why don't we go and look at the, oh, I don't know. If you go into your DMs and go up and scroll up a little bit, there's a document with a highlighted portion. I'm going to read the highlighted excerpt. If you still don't believe me, why don't you just go ahead and click on the link, govinfo.gov, and that link links you to none other than a document that was supposed to be voted on this week, but because we have toxic, feckless, stone-cold cowards, and I hate to say this, Jim Comer, if you're going to go ahead and hold him in contempt, why don't you vote on it? But no, he's like, uh, once you hesitate, that's it. You lost. So in my opinion, Jim Comer has now lost. We have to apply maximum pressure so that he holds Hunter in contempt. Then we go over to the House, House Speaker, Mike Johnson, and basically say, hey, if you're not willing to go ahead and order the sergeant at arms to go ahead and conduct that live stream swatting raid, just like was done to, oh, I don't know, let me use some examples as precedent. Marjorie Taylor Greene, how many times has she been swatted? Yeah, I heard Steve about Bannon, that. how many times has he been swatted? Roger Stone, didn't they do a live stream raid with Criminal News Network? CNN was there before the FBI what was. What about Mike Lindell when he was raided uh, at the Hardee's parking lot? What yep. about Peter Navarro when they conducted an assault, an armed robbery, uh, and, and uh, kidnapping of Peter Navarro at the airport? What about the other armed robbery of John Eastman in a parking lot? What about Scott Perry being burglared uh, when they seized Congressman Scott Perry's phone? We have all the precedent we need. Why don't wow. you grow a pair, Mr. Johnson, and let's go. Because I'm going to read it to you. Let's just read this out loud as you see it on the screen. The Supreme Court has repeatedly upheld Congress's inherent contempt power to fine, detain, or imprison individuals who refuse to comply with a congressional subpoena. That's I say right. again, detain or imprison. Well, how are you supposed to detain someone? Well, you're like, hey, bro, you didn't show up to your subpoena uh, to testify, so just go, come and show up. No, it sounds like this. You order someone that has the political courage and the physical courage to go ahead and enforce that raid. If I were appointed and designated as the House Sergeant at Arms, I would personally re lead the raid. And if it happens so be in the White House, sorry, I'm going into the White House. And then we'll, we'll try our luck with the Secret Service. But I will have the lawful authority to conduct the live stream swatting raid of Hunter Biden. Now, I'd prefer it be done out in the street because it won't be as... Um, there won't be as much collateral consequences to other folks that will try to refuse our implementation mm. of that detention. But nonetheless, it doesn't matter. Rain, shine, sleet, <clears throat> or snow. 
we would I would come after him. But guess there, what? The required authority would have to be there. And one more thing. In Anderson v. Dunn, Supreme Court case, 1821, talks about the Speaker of the House may command the Sergeant at Arms to take a non-compliant witness into custody, and that this power is essential to the fulfillment of Congress's duty. And it also applies to the Senate. Later in 1935, Supreme Court ruled, Senate had the authority to require the production of papers as a necessary incident of the power of legislation, and that the Senate had the power to coerce their production by means of arrest. There is a cell in the building. They can detain people and hold them in the building. I understand it's in the basement. Am I wrong about that? It doesn't matter. We'll, we'll put him where he needs to be based on the uh, discretionary authority of the house sergeant at arms. Point being, remember, he's remember been arrested when he showed up. Appointed by Kevin McCarthy. So that's something to know. The yeah, point being is I believe they should have arrested him the moment he showed up in the court uh, in that hearing. Yeah, and I was there. I basically I called out and said, hey, I'm here, ready, willing, and able. Give me authority. Deputize me. Ha you know, Give me the proper authority. I would be honored to physically compel Hunter Biden. Mm -hmm. So you'd, you'd, ask, you'd said something uh, as well about um, Jeffrey Epstein as it relates to Hunter Biden. Is there a connection or were you just poking fun? I don't know whether the connection is there or not. Uh, one of the people in my feed that was on live asked, hey, can you ask about you know his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein? So I figured it would be you know polite to go ahead and ask that question based on one of my uh, one of the viewers that was in the feed. Okay, because I pretty much asked all the questions that I uh, that I was gonna, and then as he ran off, I saw that. Okay, so. Um we saw leading up to this situation um, many times in which uh, he was afforded an enormous amount of privilege, right? I mean, the left, by and large, they love to bitch about privilege. And, and, but when it comes yeah, to Hunter, I mean, it's he's got, that they, he's got they ignore Chinese it. Communist Party privilege. Let's face it, okay? His mm -hmm. daddy uh, is the Chinese Communist Party's ambassador to the United States, who right. happens to reside in the White House, right? Right. So you have the resident. So he's got privilege from that because yeah, I mean, our, our country is wholly taken over uh, by China's interest because they have their surrogate. They have their agent in place. He's not going to act against him. The federal executive branch is wholly captured. It's compromised. But to the hilt, it's compromised. When, when, the, when the IRS tracks upwards of $30 million flowing through the coffers of 20 shell companies and you don't sell a product. This whole and those thing that aren't whistleblowers, guess what, folks? As you're listening into this show or any other show that I do, we're coming for you. Mm -hmm. you you're not going to be able to hide and say, hey, we didn't know. Hey, uh, I was just being a good little Nazi and following orders. You're just guess following what? orders. We treat good little Nazis like good little Nazis times a hundred yeah it, it, and it's, the list keeps building i mean i have a i have a deep state target list and it continues to grow every well, day as we continue the research into these guys let, let's just talk about the last payment he received it was a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar wire that went to his dad's address he previously stated i remember made no money in a, a joint bank account joint so, bank account 
But doesn't that put him in trouble with the tax, uh, the IRS once again, because he had already previously stated he made no money from the investments. So when that money came in and he said, and I quote, it's from investments. I mean, I, right, right on the spot, he snitched on himself and once again, not being held accountable. Hold if on, it were you on. or I, let we'd me, be let under me say the something real quick on that. I'm going to look directly in the camera. I'm going to say, hey, FBI agents that are listening and watching, I'm probably going to send it to you here once we're done with the show. You are complicit in obstructing justice and covering up for the biggest fraud and crime in American history. That goes for you as well, those on the IRS team that are doing the criminal investigation. Guess what? One of my lines of effort is identifying every single one of you. And you know what? Just like you're supposed to be investigating, you're not. The same people investigating the pipe bomb over at the DNC and the RNC are the mm -hmm. same people probably investigating Hunter Biden's crack, you know, the criminal syndicate. And guess what happens? This is what's, this is how it's going to play out eventually. We're going to identify you and then we're going to, we're going to come after you and you're going to say, oh, it's a threat. It's not a threat. Legal, morally, and ethically, we're coming after you. First, we have to identify who you are. Next, we investigate you. And guess what? We investigate you, your friends, and your family until we find something that will showcase without any doubt, with no shadow of a doubt, of your criminal activity. Because guess what? Two can play the game. And I love playing that game. So keep doing what you're doing. We're going to eventually come to you. Just like we're going to do with the DOD leadership, with the Declaration of Military Accountability, mm -hmm. we're coming for the IRS, complicit, corrupt actors. We're coming for those in the FBI, the DHS, the DOJ writ large, the DOD, the rest of the executive branch. And it's going to be a cleansing this country has not seen before ever. Because guess what? People ask like, oh, you're just hyperbolic, this and that. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to fill you in on something. Have you seen my deep state target list, Eddie? No, I haven't. How about we, we discuss that real quick right now? Since we're, go you got me. Uh, let's let's go for it. I, I got you amped up, up a little bit. I, I got you amped up. Let's, let's, let's just. No, nah, I'm not amped up yet. <laughs> you're just getting me warmed up here. I'm okay. About to, I'm about to drink the water before the appetizer, before we even get into the main course. Well, let's take a look here. The deep state target list. The first time I aired it was on Alex Jones's uh, Infowars a couple weeks ago, and I think he got a little uh, uh, hesitant. His his attorneys were like, no, 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 don't call it that. <laughs> well, here's the deal. It's it Alex deep Jones state got hesitant. List. I'm just guessing. I don't know. Oh, okay. I, 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 I love <laughs> Alex. Let's take a look at this. So. Remember there were 39 people that unmasked General Flynn? That's right. One of them was Jamie Raskin's wife. Yeah, so you've been following along, Sarah Raskin. Bit. Well, let's go down that list, all right? I'm going to send you that list, a little quick video. Uh, wouldn't it be nice to go ahead and take a look and see who of those 39 have a Twitter account and then look at their DMs to see who they've been communicating with? Now, from one aspect, if I am the chair of the oversight committee, Jim Comer, 
if I'm the if I were the Judiciary Committee Chair Jim Jordan, if I were the Weaponization Committee Chair Jim Jordan, if I were the Chair of the Oversight Subcommittee Committee on House Administration Congressman Barry Loudermilk, if I were all of them in the collective, then I would be going after and trying to subpoena all of the communications and records of every single person listed here on the deep state target list for their official government communications, right? As part of the responsibility of the Article One branch of government to provide oversight over the executive branch, okay? Their official communications, that's number one. If I were a private citizen, I would be foyering. If I were an independent journalist or any sort of journalist, I would be conducting a Freedom of Information Act request of all these scum and their names, right? Of all the digital holdings that are exist. And then next up, if I were Elon Musk, Matt Taibbi, Michael Schellenberger, guess Katie what? Hobbs is on this list, huh? I would take a look and say, you know what? Ooh, a lot of these people have a Twitter account. A lot Mr. of these people have DMs. And guess what, Elon Musk? The demand for the direct messages, which, by the way, you don't have to FOIA. These are their private communications. And technically, they're still their private communications because even though it's an official Twitter account for their official rep so-and-so, the data resides on Twitter and is owned by a private company called X now, which is owned by Elon Musk. So if Elon Musk wants to wake up and say, you know what? My terms of service today are in the interests of the public good and transparency. Why don't I just go ahead and release all of their DMs? When you look at this video up at the top, it says for Elon Musk eyes only. These are the Twitter DMs needed to prove every single deep state conspiracy going back about eight years or so. I recognized quite a bit of names on there. General Clark was on there. Katie Hobbs was on there. There was a lot of names on there right now. You know who else is on there, I think? David Buckley. You never heard of him, no. have you? No. Who is David Buckley? You heard about the 51 that provided cover for the Biden laptop? That's right. And in the in their the letter was pre-written that they signed. Yeah. Yeah. So 51. One of them was David Buckley. Let me contextualize good old boy David Buckley. Before that, he was the inspector general of the Central Intelligence Agency under John Brennan. Okay. That's still nothing nefarious, right? So again. The former CIA Inspector General for Brennan, who later is appointed by Benny Thompson and the J6 cover-up committee, along with Nancy Pelosi, Lizzie Cheney, to be the staff director for the J6 cover-up committee. Let me say this again. Wow. This is very important. So one of the 51 that defrauded America with a lie of a memo to
to convince America that the Biden laptop was not legitimate when they all knew it was, mm -hmm. was the guy chosen to go ahead and persecute every single person that was trying to prove that the election was illegitimate. Wow. Cover up after escalatory cover up after cover up. And that was only one of the components. This goes back to 2014, 2016 timeframe. It's so it's so blatant. The list now do you see how they weaponize and why they weaponize against uh, their political opponents? Why? Because they did the and they can. Globalists. I, 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 the coup. I, I tie I tie the uh, what's going on with you know Liz Cheney and her being there to me is a is a sign. It's it's ba basically uh, to me that's like having Bush there. These guys were all globalists. They were all globalists, and now Bush, you can see Cheney. Pence. You can see, and here's the look, name I'm going to say that you're not going to like. What's that? But sorry, Jared Kushner. Jared Kushner, uh, the two, the two, what is it? Billion dollars from the Saudis, um, and the son-in-law of the president. Can you back that up? In in how? What do you got there? Yeah, absolutely. So again, this is just an assessment. I, and I follow the truth, not people. So let's see where it leads. So here's where we're at. Who was the COVID task force lead in the White House in March of 2020 and forward? COVID task force. That was that was Pence, right? It was Pence, right? Mm -hmm. But then if you do a little search, you can search it as we're talking. Type in shadow governor or something like that. Jared Kushner, coronavirus task force, White House task force. So between Pence and Jared, those were the two that decided on who was going to get what contract to push the emergency use authorized products. Starting with the ventilators, remember? Ventilators. And then we went to the face toilets. Or excuse me. Yeah, face toilets. Then we went to the PCR tests, right? All bogus, and they had the PCR test dialed up. Who so made high. the most money off of that? Who made those decisions? Jared Kushner. So I get, I get it. Maybe he was bamboozled into thinking that this was a thing to protect America because Brian Auten over at the FBI, who was the senior intel analyst on Crossfire Hurricane to defraud the FISA court, later becomes the guy that does the whole censorship regime and scheme over at the Foreign Influence Task Force at the FBI's headquarters, who's still there to this day because Christopher Ray Epps still keeps him there to continue the cover-up after cover-up after cover-up after cover-up. Wow. Yeah, so I just Jared, took, a, took a quick peek at several articles that, yes, Jared Kushner and his uh, shadow coronavirus unit and, it, and it's talked about in depth. Um, and how he was the uh, one making decisions, right, on the contracts. That's, that's correct. So now, let, you know, in his defense, how, how do you defend that? Uh, you know. How about we ask him about it in excruciating detail? He he's kind of left out of most of this conversation, uh, for the most part, on in the mainstream. The only time you ever hear him brought up is when liberals are trying to attack uh, Trump, and they do it by constantly bringing up the Saudi investment. Um, outside the of the criminal, let me ask you this question: When something's not covered, 
that's when Deep State Marauder springs into action. Okay. Now, let me say this. Have you heard anybody from the Criminal News Network or from MSDNC or from Faux News disparaging or questioning the decision-making of Mike Pence or Jared Kushner related to the CCP-19 task force? Never. Never. It Never. begs the question, why is that? Now, they talk about the $2 billion afterwards, right, with the Saudis. But Tom. none of them talk about the COVID policy stuff. Hmm. I wonder why. Hey, so, Mike Pence, how about we have a discussion about that? You want to host it, Eddie? I, I would love to host it. How about we bring in Jared <laughs> and we'll ask I would, him these questions? I would absolutely love to host it. Um, you know, I, I just don't think that most people they 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 can't see the forest for the trees, and you got to. Jared's the same up. guy that flubbed the whole twenty twenty one component of the twenty twenty election. He pulled back on all of the uh, attorneys. These aren't my words. But let let me ask you a question. These are we the words of somebody that I just had. I just did an event with on Saturday in Pasadena, who happened to be the former campaign manager. Wow. <laughs> this is this is news right here. I I never been told this was never presented to me ever this way. But um, it is what it is. And Everyone's afraid to talk anything about Jared Kushner because of the relationship. Not here, with Trump. I get it. Not here. Um, like I said, it, it, this is more about the truth, and the truth it takes you wherever it takes you. I mean, we're and not. I, I would say that that was one of the components of pro uh, This is this is just speculation. This part, what I'm going to say. I'm guessing that this may have had something to do with uh, removing him and Ivanka off of the 2024 campaign. Hmm. Well, you know, like I say, it's like this. You you look at all these things and you just indicated yourself the press not covering part of the deep state. We call them the mockingbird media constantly. Um, and that's not because we're trying to make a joke. It's not like an offhanded remark. It's it it's it's a literal thing. We literally believe uh, that the media is the propaganda arm of the Democrat Party, like an arm of the government. That fake news title wasn't just for play. It wasn't just yeah. Faux uh, news is the arm of the RNC, right? And Co Criminal News Network and MSDNC are the are, uh, co communications arm of the DNC. I get it. And yep. guess what? I despise both. And it looks like we're cutting out because we started talking about Pence and Kushner. We we really need to get to a point where we have people hear me okay here? Okay. There so, you're back. <laughs> how do you go about this? How do you go about how do you go about fixing this? I mean, these guys are like embedded in our government. Well, I've talked to Kyle Serafin, I've talked to other people about the FBI. They think it's time to scrub it and start over again. I I personally uh don't understand how we get from where we are to a place where we want to be um, without major upheaval. And I mean, I would welcome any kind of uh, statement from you on that. How do we get from A to B here? What do we do? How do we get from A to B? Mm -hmm. I just go into your direct messages, pull that up, play that video. And then we'll okay, talk about it on the, on the, on the flip side. You started right. playing that, but let, let's play that in full. How do we get to uh, accountability? Well, January 1st, 4 a.m. I'm going to explain to you what's transpired since that declaration has come out.
who has gotten behind it and what's coming. We're just getting warmed up. Okay, so here's this one. Now, if you go back to the beginning of that, I think you missed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Part. Right here. There are a number of ways it seems it's impacted negatively our readiness. I'm not the expert on that issue, however. It's not what I wrote a book about. In fact, the mandates were rolling out at the time I separated from active duty, but uh, got um, good friends and colleagues who would be perfect to testify about that issue. So sadly, the DOD has refused to reinstate the thousands of service members kicked out of the military for rejecting the experimental COVID shot. Would reinstatement of these service members help improve the military's readiness? Well, it's possible that it could, Congressman. The question is probably better stated whether or not any of those forced out for their decision or for the discrimination that led to their forcing out would, would even have any interest in coming back in. There are groups actively working at the moment to try and take action on behalf of those who either were injured or killed, their family members, or were forced out for their religious convictions or for violating their conscience to take what they consider to be an illegal, immoral, or an unethical order. And, and, and that has ripple effects today in the service. Again, I'm not the expert on that, but I'm, I'm friends with many who are who would be happy to testify about it. Mr. Chairman, I want to submit for the record something called Declaration of Military Accountability, an open letter to the American people from signatories of the Declara Declaration of Military Accountability into the record. So honored. Had you seen that before? I had not seen that. I've read the Declaration uh, of Military Accountability multiple times. Um, I've talked to other folks who have signed it. And um, it, it's something here. I mean, like 8,400 service members were kicked out of the military, but something around 70,000 left of their own free will. Am yeah, I right? You're looking at one of those in that second category. That's at 70,000. So, Is that a real number? Let me tell you this. So last year... What are we at now? 2022 in August, August 30th, I retired. Now I put in my retirement because, well, I, didn't, I don't know if you saw my Tucker Carlson interview, the long one, I, I went in there and explained that I was selected for battalion command, right? Okay. And they said, Hey, congratulations, my command. I said, you know what? I'm not taking that. Like the reason why I'm not going to be a battalion commander is because we are currently in this moment in our country, and particularly in the DOD, where our constitutional rights and the constitutional order is being absolutely destroyed. I cannot participate in that. I'm not going to be bending a knee. I'm going to be part of that, the group of people eventually, uh, we're seeing it, the 231, to conduct the autocorrect, to bring back the moral, ethical, and legal high ground that has been absolutely lost. Why? Because at a minimum, the entire force was duped by the same scum in the FB lie, coordinating with big tech and then coordinating with big media to convince everybody that the vaccine was a vaccine one, that it was safe and effective two, and that it was an FDA approved product three. All of them completely false, lies, misinformation, garbage. And I, I mean, again, Brian Auten, you know that name? I don't Brian know that Auten, name. A-U-T-E-N, the single most criminal actor within the FBI, protected by Chris Ray Epps. 
So I do the senior intel analyst on Crossfire Hurricane. Heard of Crossfire Hurricane? Absolutely. Well, it begs the question. Well, who was the senior intel analyst and who was the senior ops guy on that Crossfire Hurricane team? I'll tell you. The intel guy was Brian Auten. The ops guy was initially Joseph Pientka III. Well, let's step through their career. Where are they at since they defrauded the FISA court? And these were the guys that took the these were the guys that took the fake data into the FISA court to get the warrants. So Ryan Auten created an assessment, uh, wrote up analysis on essentially teeing up what's called the Woods procedure, and that, that's why. I hope someday Kyle Serafin responds to my messages and calls and we have this conversation in depth and detail. I just don't know anybody else out there that knows the nuances of the actual process. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't, but at, at a minimum, he might know the people to reach out to specifically. I mean, I've worked my sources within uh, government entities to essentially piece this together. But it's better when it comes from somebody like Kyle, because I think people will ap apply more credibility to him saying it rather than me, because people will say, well, you never worked in the FBI, this and that. Um, I get it, whatever. So the following questions I would not ask, but these are the issues that need to be addressed. Hey, Mr. Serafin or whoever else is going to be a whistleblower. And those that are future whistleblowers, hopefully. Brian Auten. So he was on Crossfire Hurricane as a senior intel guy. And he basically put together a package to support the Woods file, which is the file necessary in order to bring to the FISA court judge to then obtain a FISA warrant to be able to spy on an American citizen, Carter Page. That's right. I know and that. And then the next question is, wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me that the original Woods file that was used to defraud the FISA court has been destroyed? Not my words. The reason why I say destroyed is because when Joseph Pientka III, the second dude that was there questioning General Flynn to get him to lie or to get him fired, according to Bill Priestap, the assistant director of the FBI, along with, by the way, it was Peter Strzok and Joe Pienka. Yeah, they ambushed him. So then, well, here's a sequence of events. Comey tells McCabe. McCabe sends over Pienka and Strzok to interview Flynn on January 24th with the purpose, according to Bill Priestap's notes in that meeting prior to that, to get Flynn to lie or to get him fired, possibly with the coordination of uh, Catherine Seaman, who's married to Joshua Pitcock, who is the chief of staff at the time for Mike Pence. Wow. Let me so say this again. <sighs> Catherine Seaman worked for Peter Strzok Catherine Seaman married to Joshua Pitcock, who was at the time Mike Pence's chief of staff. You're blowing my mind right now. Brother. Are there some questions that need to be answered? Absolutely. Based on those relationships? 
Absolutely. Is it possible that Catherine Seaman would have known about Rod Rosenstein's efforts to go ahead and conduct the 25th Amendment removal of Trump? That's And that's Catherine amazing. Seaman was the vector through her husband to that, work that angle? So you think the entire time, Probably. the entire time Pence was there next to Trump, he was plotting against him. Pence was Mike Pence was Donald Trump's handler on behalf of the deep state. He was there to control Trump. He was there to contain Trump. He was there to guide Trump in order to do what needed to be done to provide cover for the lawless activity of the spying on the Trump campaign, mm -hmm. of the uh, cover-up to that spying. Pence was involved in Again, this is my assessment, and mm -hmm. I, have, I have not found a single shred of evidence inconsistent with what I'm about, to, what I'm selling you here. I've done a lot of research. So, Mike Pence, 2016, Crossfire Hurricanes launched two weeks after Pence's foisted on Trump, okay, as the deep state handler of Trump. And who foisted him on Trump? The RNC and the, and the Uniparty Cabal, which would have been what? Paul Ryan, the Speaker of the House, Mitch McConnell, Senate Majority Leader, Reince Priebus, RNC Chair. Hmm. It would have went yeah. something like this. Hey, Donald, you want a chance at getting our support for your general election against Hillary? You must take Mike Pence. If you don't, we're just going to help Hillary win. What do you choose, Donald Trump? Does he have an option? Well, well he does this time. That's right. He, he does that this right. Time. He does this time. I I don't see I don't see uh, any road that doesn't lead to uh, a resurgence, a, a return to office for Donald Trump. I really don't. So hold up, that's another conversation. Let me finish this one about. Remember, we talked about Brian Auten, the senior intel guy, and then the senior ops guy, which was Joseph Pienka the third. And I wanted let's, to ask you about Brad Miller as well, but let's go ahead. step through their careers. So Joe uh, Brian Auten. Later goes where? In 2018, Christopher Ray Epps creates the Foreign Influence Task Force. He said and Christopher Ray Epps. <laughs> yeah, I've been saying that the whole time. Yeah, so Christopher, anyway, Christopher Ray, Ray Epps, the FBI director, uh, creates the Foreign Influence Task Force in 2018. You can fact check everything I'm saying, you know. And so what does he do? Well, why is that created? It was because... The FBI institutionalized an outfit in response to the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax to continue to perpetuate that big lie that there was a Russian interference. And so what does the Foreign Influence Task Force do? It's supposed to monitor foreign influence of our elections. But what do they do instead, Mr. Brian Auten, who's the supervisory intel analyst over there, and Laura Demlo's the head of that? Well, Brian Auten probably does something like this. Hey, Joe Pianca, remember when we were working together on Crossfire Hurricane and how we defrauded the FISA court and uh, lied to the FISA court so we can spy on Carter Page? And that was our vector of attack to start the takedown and the resistance and the coup against Trump in that first term. Well, guess what? We need to do a little bit of censorship industrial complexing. 
And now that you, Joe Pienka, are over at the San Francisco field office as the number three dude that has jurisdiction over influencing, coercing, manipulating big tech through our old buddy who used to be the general counsel of the FBI when we were all together on Crossfire Hurricane, defrauding the FISA court and illegally spying on Carter Page. The guy that I'm referring to, the former general counsel of the FBI, is Jim Baker. Jim Baker. He's the number two attorney over at Twitter 1.0. Absolutely. So, Joe, this is Brian. Why don't you contact, let's get on a conference call with Jim Baker and then uh, loop in Elvis Chan as well, since he works for you over at San Francisco field office. And why don't we just come up with this play where we're going to go ahead and make it look like that Biden laptop is a hack and dump. And since we've already had that laptop for a while, let's basically say that there's going to be a hack and dump operation. And we're going to essentially try to convince all of Twitter and the rest of big tech to include fake book, Mark Zuckerberg, etc., that this is a hack and dump and they need to censor it because guess what? We're going to label it as Russian information. And our buddies over there, John Brennan and David Buckley, whom I mentioned, and the other 49 named scum from the mostly CIA and the nine that are unnamed for a total of 60 are going to sign off on the Biden criminal syndicate laptop has all the earmarks of a Russian information campaign. What do you think? Sound good? That way we can protect our guy. He gets to go into office and we can then finally solidify the cover-up to the initial transgression, which was the illegal spying, defrauding the FISA court, and kicking out Flynn wasn't enough. We have to continue to cover this up. Because the reason why they went after Flynn was he was the he would have been the first person to expose all of this from the very first few days. Yeah. They had to remove him to protect themselves. The raid on Mar-a-Lago was just another extension of that. It was to seize the crossfire hurricane documents that prove everything I'm saying. Well, they when they raided when they raided his home, they violated his civil rights. I mean, they um, don't care. They don't care. And they did it. They did it to. A, they did it to a, a, a former president. So yeah, I mean, if they don't care about doing that to him, I mean, what the hell do they care about you and I for? I mean, this is. They, they, I mean, when you saw that, you saw that the the lawyer wasn't allowed to go with him room to room. And they didn't come in with, they came in with a general warrant. Guess what? They didn't come in and say, I need to we go in We got the room. names of the, pe- of the agents that were there. And Every one what, of them. Folks, agents, I'm not going to name you here, but we got the list. You're complicit. Yeah. And guess what's going to happen? That's why they're fighting so hard to take out Trump. Because judge- we're coming after every single one of them. The judge Everyone. is complicit. Everyone. The judge who signed that warrant is live stream swatted raids. And if they show some use of force against a lawful arrest, self-defense. Which is constitutional. Now, let me ask you about something you talked about before. You called it the Department of Retribution. Department of Retribution. I love the name, first off. 
I love the name. Can you explain what the Department of Retribution is? Yeah, so when we take over our lovers of power, uh, let me say this. Not when. It doesn't matter who's going to be president. It doesn't matter if we even have an election. Okay? I am going to be heading up the Department of Retribution. Whether in my status now as a private citizen or whether it's going to be in some sort of official capacity, right? Let me, I just want to put that out there mm -hmm. up front. So right now I'm the deep state marauder. Then if Mike Johnson, or if he's vacated in the next few weeks for not Most being likely. old enough, uh, whoever comes back into play, I volunteer to be the sergeant at arms or the general counsel of the U.S. Capitol Police so that from that position, I can release all the internal communications and deliberations between the Capitol Police senior leaders, such as all former chiefs of police, mm -hmm. all ops and intel folks, and their communications with the Capitol Police Board, namely the House Sergeant Arms, the Senate Sergeant Arms, the architect of the Capitol, the Speaker of the House, her family members, Kevin McCarthy and his communications, Mitch McConnell, Chuck Schumer, all of their communications. Just like I'm asking Elon Musk to do with yeah. the Twitter DMs, I, if I'm in that position as the general counsel, I get to release all of it <laughs> because I'm going to provide that advice and authority whether it's the U.S. Capitol Police Chief. Now. Right? And so here's what happens. Go ahead. Go ahead. That would be one vector of being Secretary of Retribution. But let's right. just take, for example, let's, let's go with the traditional model, right? Most people are familiar with the traditional model. What would that take? So in order for a new department to be created, you need Congress to pass a law and the president to sign off on it. So if it's a legitimate election on paper, in person, paper, right, paper ballot one day in person, right? And Tucker's going to continue to amplify that message to make sure that that happens for the general election. That's exactly uh, what should happen. Let's just say that that works. And then there's a lawful, truthful landslide that occurs and no one's assassinated by the very individuals. So let me say this. If any presidential candidate dies in this election period, America, this is my assessment, will take a look at that deep state target list and will assume that they were the ones that were behind the political assassination. No, absolutely. Of a or multiple presidential candidates. Okay. And my, I assess that they will, America will immediately return that favor in kind. Leviticus style, eye for an eye. Okay. I, I don't think most of them be able to walk down the street right now by themselves. So, number two is that should there be a change in the House, in the Senate, and the White House, I think there will be a demand of not just the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, I think that's the bare minimum of what's being discussed. But there needs to be a Department of Retribution. Now, people are saying, well, why, why can't you do that from the Department of Justice or the FBI? No. That was my question. Because we're going to go after them, mm -hmm. primarily 
the first order of business is to go after anybody and everybody that ever was and currently is at the Department of Justice National Security Division. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know who you are and I know who you are. Number two, the FBI's National Security Branch. You know who you were, are, and I know who you were and are. Okay. We're coming for you. And what does that retribution look like? Well, let's take a look at the definition for those that want to attribute something that the word retribution is not. Let's put up, I don't know, Merriam-Webster's or something. Retribution. The dispensing or receiving of punishment. What do we as a form of for? vengeance or as a form of vengeance for a wrongful criminal act. Exactly. What do we punish them for? Well, when we release all of their internal communications. Treason. Classified that are going to be declassified. Unclassified that are going to be foia mm -hmm. Private communications on X, formerly Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Insta garbage. And on and on and on, all platforms, their phone records, their emails. Guess what? And then that's released uncensored on C-SPAN, on all the independent channels. Guess what happens to those folks on the deep state target list? Go ahead. You give me some ideas. Well, and for me, I, I would have them in front of a firing squad. Uh, that's exactly what they deserve. It's treason. And treason so is... I think that we that. take a look at the state that has the most aggressive laws on the books with, with the death penalty, right? Is what you're getting at. Correct. Because in Washington, D.C., there is no death penalty. So we would have to take it to a jurisdiction where that would be a lawful process. Now, but again, wouldn't they be in violation of the NDAA? The rules of the game, because of a new House and Senate and presidency, then the Oversight Committee on Congress can go ahead and pass new legislation and new rules as it applies to the District of Columbia to maybe incorporate the death penalty with a quick trial, right? Okay, so that's so, the path. That's the path that these folks are begging for. Based wouldn't on they their be actions over the last eight years? Wouldn't they be in violation of the Patriot Act, Victory Act, portions of the NDAA? All of those, uh, uh, basically, all those bills that we all hated, but they wrote them. Why not hang them with their own legislation? I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's 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 essentially the way that I see it. I think there's no more of a poetic justice uh, for an outcome that comes then hanging them with the legislation that they wrote and, and showing them in violation of the of the laws they passed. Um, so now, you know, I want to make sure that people understand this, that are listening in the haters. I'm leveraging our own government to conduct an autocorrect. So when people say, oh, anti-government this and that, no. I mean, 
we have several of our institutions that are captured, se several components of it with specifically named individuals. So I love our constitutional order. I like how our system is set up. I'm only listing the specific individuals in the hundreds right now. It'll probably end up being in the thousands later uh, that need to be addressed because of their actions that violated our constitutional order across the board. And the evidence is abundantly clear. And it will only be clear when Elon Musk, the chairs of these committees right now this year, America FOIAs in the collective and proves everything that I'm talking about beyond, not a reasonable doubt, beyond any doubt. And then when people get motivated and we help move the Overton window to maximal punishment, kind of how things occurred and maybe years, years back, then you're going to start seeing a little bit of accountability. Mm -hmm. Would you be in agreement with me in stating that those who are waiting for the revolution, you're late. It's happening right now. This is it. We're well, hold in on, hold on, hold on. waiting. So for those that are waiting for something to happen, mm -hmm. you missed out on the following. Mm -hmm. China, the CCP was working with the drug cartels in Mexico to murder tens of thousands of your children over the last several years. Okay. Mm -hmm. no, yeah. If you believe the numbers, the Wuhan lab incident, unknown if it was intentional or accidental, because China won't allow us to look, and their ambassador that's squatting in the White House will not pursue that to determine if it was intentional or not. That Wuhan lab incident funded by fraud chi has murdered over a million Americans, if you believe their numbers. Yeah. The NIH and the EcoHealth Alliance were complicit. Yeah, and then the clot shot DNA mutilating death jabs, according to Mr. Weinstein that was just on Tucker Carlson last week, 17 million people have been murdered due to the death jabs yeah. amongst the various death jab companies i've interviewed many people who have so all a million had here 17 million there let's let's count the numbers how many people died during the revolution the civil war the world war one world war two vietnam the gulf war afghanistan mm -hmm. iraq if you add all those together I don't think it comes close to the 17, 18 million. So at what point in time are you going to stop and say, you know what? Hmm. Maybe these guys that I'm listening to, like Paul Ryan's phone news that's promoting the DNA mutilation products, right? Maybe they don't have your best interest in mind. At all. Maybe you should consider your lot in life on whether or not you're going to be part of the autocorrect or you're going to be the collateral damage of which they've already collaterally damaged 17, 18 plus million of you lemmings. My, um, 
So I'd never been vaccinated, but my wife had to get vaccinated for work. I was against it. I tried talking her out of it. Um, she went in and she got her second jab. They, so they physically, well, no, no, they didn't hold her they down. They physically restrained her. No, they and it, against her will, essentially against her strength, against her, her. They didn't inject her. She chose to do it, obviously, but it was at it was at uh, they would say at will. But your job is at risk. Either do this or lose your job. This was early on. We had no, all I had was my feelings about the whole thing. And I, that's why I've never had the jab. However, she went deaf in her right ear after getting the shot. And because she was done, it was done under the emergency use, uh, use authorization. The insurance companies won't cover the hearing aids. They won't, they won't cover uh, the implant. They won't do anything. They said, you chose to do this. Yeah. Well, at the and risk if, and of if what? she died, the insurance companies would have said she committed suicide. It's nuts. It's nuts. And 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 no one is being held liable. And now we've agreed to not being able to sue the insurance companies. We're we're not able to sue the drug manufacturers. We're they're they're essentially guarded uh, from any. And they lied to us, just like you said. We I thought anyway with the way they were reporting the news that it was an FDA approved drug at a certain point. And it wasn't. It come to find out that was they all never the produced drug. the FDA approved drug. They yeah, never that, physically produced it and distributed it. Mara Macy uh, explained all this in in our interview um, as all well. Two hundred thirty one that signed on that document mm -hmm. knew from the very get go that this thing was complete fraud. So I take it the H one N one and all those were precursors were practice. Before well, this, let's, let's talk happened. about the. Before we go into that, I think the the more more important component of that is, is that the the guy sitting in the White House is kind of triple hatted. He's the ambassador, Chinese ambassador. He's mm -hmm. the Ukrainian ambassador to help launder money right through Ukraine, and he's the big pharma brand ambassador, right? So all he was doing in terms of policies was essentially to go ahead and make money for these big pharma companies to so that these big pharma companies could then invest into political campaigns to keep the established order in place, the uniparty, right? Right. Now, there's so much to talk about here on Package if we're going to talk about this one. The FDA approved something that they never produced, and the following day, the acting fake Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, put out an order saying that, hey, you must take the jab and you can use the non-FDA approved ones, meaning the EUAs, interchangeably with the one that's FDA approved. Every single person on down the chain basically said, you know what, we're going to force and manipulate and coerce you into taking the emergency use authorized product. That's illegal. And guess what happened? Mm -hmm. This is huge breaking if you haven't seen it. Okay. Mr. Rutherford, congressman from Florida. Guess what he did? Okay, go ahead. I'm going to send it to you so you can put it up online. He just went ahead and finally said the quiet part out loud because he knows we're coming for him too. I don't care if you got an R behind your name or a D. You're all China first to me until you show me that you're putting willing to put everything on the line to stop this lawlessness from happening. 
So, a letter from Congressman John Rutherford, 5th District, Florida. It's a letter to dear Lloyd Austin. Okay, let me throw that up. It says, I and many others, in paragraph two, do not believe that the DOD's so-called vaccine mandate was a lawful order because it violated service members' First Amendment rights and was not lawfully implemented. Therefore, blah, blah, blah. It was never a lawful order. So do you think all those... Austin and every single person from the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Millie, all the way down to the lowest ranking corporal or whatever that coerced someone else into the jab? Mm -hmm. Nuremberg 2.0, buddy boys. Yeah. All of you. Yeah. Some of them are listed, but those are only a couple dozen. And, and what there a detriment. Will be thousands that we're going to go after. What, what a detriment they did to our military. Essentially, all we got left are people that will follow orders blindly. Anyone who said essentially, or I'm mutilated, not, I'm not doing that. That's it's it's amazing. It's amazing. We we I've never thought that I would see uh, the country that I grew up in with a grandfather in World War II, Korean War, surrounded by well, military. It's simple people. when China buys off and and steals an election, right? Places their guy in the White House. Mm -hmm. That guy in the White House then appoints his surrogates as cabinet level officials to first destroy the veteran population mm -hmm. because the veterans affairs administration, I think their mandate came out even before the FDA approval. And then you have Lloyd Austin doing the same to destroy the military readiness capability. Boom. And so, guess what? Just like they did to us, we're going to boomerang it, baby. You think that China is at the helm of these things. Um, Absolutely, yeah. And and not only did most people don't know, uh, Christopher Ray. I mean, what, 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 what is the Biden China criminal money? syndicate get? Like, what is China getting in return for giving just free money to the Biden criminal syndicate? Well, you that, you that, tell me. Influence. What else? I mean, this is what Biden has known. He has no product. He has no. But what influence? Uh, essentially, everything that they've done up to this point would have would have justified any war we would have waged against them, and yet nothing's been done. In fact, we've backed off so much from China that we say we don't support Taiwan's independence. I mean, we've completely did a one eighty on people that we previously referred yeah. to as so our. I've been ally. saying this for years, right? That when you buy off and own the guy sitting in the White House. Mm -hmm they have the best return on investment because you get to tell your surrogate to pass and promote policies that destroy America so that China be, supplants America as the global hegemon. And if you're coordinating this with Russia, you're also working with Russia as China to then try to get Russia to be in the second place position if you degrade American influence in the realm of diplomacy, information, military capability, and economics. And you're forcing them to send money into a baseless war that we're not going to win. I mean, everyone... The whole Ukraine diversion is Ukraine. to increase China's power. I think it, the it, only person that got it, finally, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, 
it's like, it's so frustrating. I mean, I've spent 25 years in our national security ecosystem. I taught this stuff for three and a half years to our, I don't know if, did, I don't know how much you know about me, but the last three years of my career, I was an instructor at the Defense Intelligence Agency's, it's called the Joint Military Intelligence Training Center, okay? And what did I do there? It was a seven-week program that I ran, 40 hours a week. One week was, hey, here's the national intelligence community, all 17 members and the DNI. Roles and responsibilities, missions, etc. The leadership, all the different aspects and components. I kind of know it in and out. And then I also did a two-week course as part of that, how to become a professional intelligence analyst. Okay. Mm -hmm. So those that are writing these Intel community assessments, some of them probably my students in the past. So I may know th a thing or two about not only our national security ecosystem, how to be an intelligence analyst, how the global order looks, because one of the courses was the Intel support to multinational operations, whether it's UN, peacekeeping, humanitarian assistance, whether it's uh, EU missions, some of the non-US or US-led multinational operations. So I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but I'm probably not down at the bottom either. <laughs> right. Let me ask. Let me ask you for your uh, so assessment. Just on to the... contextualize Go ahead. my background, funny. knowledge of the global order, and applying those skills, experience, and network. I mean, imagine the people that I can interact with, based on my twenty-five years in the system. I mean, not everybody's scum. Everybody's weak. That hasn't come out yet. I get it. But a lot of them are still like honest, mostly folks that are now that it's coming out more and more in the public domain with X, the Twitter files, CTI files, with Tucker, some of the independents getting back platformed. Yeah. Everybody's now reaching back out to me and like they're not apologizing, but they feel comfortable actually communicating with me. Whereas before, like, oh, you're a tin full hat i'm like no man Got yeah evidence to back everything i'm saying yeah they they were afraid of the perception that was being created i tell people all the time by that's brian they Otten. they they, they hypnotize people because that's what the propaganda arm does on and the i'm TV. the guy that basically like magnifying glass on these scum well, let me ask you. We're going we way have, over, bro. We're what good. We we're what good. Say Thirty minutes, something like that. <laughs> we're at like, like three that. hours. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me put a bow on it with this question. We're we're at, we're in multiple fronts, getting ready to go to war, on multiple fronts. What do you, what's your what is your prediction for any of this stuff with China, Russia, or any of it? What, what do you think actually happens? Maybe before. Uh, we ever get to an election day. Do you think it, it, it pops off or what? So the deep state's most probable course of action is to try to do everything. Like, for example, Tuesday, a lot of people don't realize, this is important. Governor Sununu is the governor of New Hampshire, Chris Sununu. Yep, Chris Sununu, yep. That's when the next electoral event happens for the Republican primary. A lot of people don't realize that the headquarters 
of a voting machine company that runs elections in six states, all of the New England states, is headquartered in New Hampshire. The relationship that the CEO of that company had with Chris Sununa's dad runs pretty deep. And by extension, the current governor. Okay. So, if you want to control the outcome of your primary, what needs to happen? Well... It's a primary that is run basically by the RNC, right? So a private company, the RNC, is going to be the entity that decides who wins and which delegates are allocated. Mm -hmm. The election is run by a private company, LHS. So what needs to happen? The new machines that were installed, you just tell the CEO, hey, bro. Make it look like Nikki Haley won. Well, I know we won't do anything to you if you make it look like Nikki Haley wins. And the RNC ain't going to do anything either. So then who is going to create consequences if Nikki Haley wins the New Hampshire primary? It would be us. (laughs) It would be the people. If the people was in Chris Sununu and his relationship and say, hey, Chris, prove to us you're not manipulating the outcome of the election on Tuesday. Prove it. Give us assurances and what you're doing. And oh, by the way, not only you, you need to have, I don't know, public statement along with Dave Scanlon, who's the secretary of state mm-hmm. in New Hampshire. One of both of you. Give us a briefing before Tuesday on all the mechanisms in place. And you know what? Keep every single ballot because we're going to take a look at every single one of them. It's not as if we don't have people that were whistleblowers all the way back to the uh, Bush-Gore situation in Florida. Clinton Curtis went before the oversight committee and gave them a copy of the software. He said, we created this software. We were paid by, and I don't remember the person's name, but they were a Republican, believe it or not. Yeah. I saw that testimony. Yep. Paid him to create a piece of software that would flip the vote 49 to 51. And then the code would eat itself so that the only way that you would know who won or lost is by using paper ballots. And that was his testimony. Yeah. I remember that. So right now, over 75, like 82%, I think, Americans uh, don't believe the 2020 election was legit. And nor should they. I mean, we all seen the votes flip. And growing by the minute, basically. Yeah, and, and they're, and they're oh, only, they're only defending. Yeah, go ahead. We were talking about the COVID con. I call it the COVID uh, uh, coercion and mandate molestation, right? Sure. Well, people fail to run. Like, all of this is so interconnected. So one of the lessons that I used to teach, it's a specifically link analysis, right? Indicators and warning analysis. I mean, these are structured analytic techniques that are known within the industry. If you want to know more, I mean, you can take a course with me, I guess, or you could do uh, read the book, uh, Intelligence Analysis or Psychology of uh, uh, Analysis. So remember the censorship regime on, on Twitter? Yep. Dorsey. Yeah. 
guess who was the official fact checker that was responsible for determining what's true and not on Twitter? Shoot. Who? Roy Tards, spelled R-E-U-T-E-R-S. Oh, my God. He <laughs> said, I'm like, I never heard of that. Oh, my goodness. So Roy Tards. I, I I often have spats with um we all have liberals in our in our sphere somewhere. Um and, and they love to try to pass them off as being the impartial uh, news source for argument's sake to go grab uh you know some facts out to to try to substantiate the things that they say. And and it's absolutely ridiculous. Well, wait, I haven't even gotten to the mo- uh, the interesting part yet. You're getting ahead of me here. <laughs> Slow down, Eddie. Come on. Fast Eddie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, okay. Twitter has Roy Tards as the official fact checker. Let's take a look. Who who owns Roy Tards? Let's take a look. Take a look. Let's do it, you know, while we're talking about it. Who's the CEO of Roy Tards or the chairman of the board? Thompson Reuters. No, the, the, the human being, the individual. Paul Reuter. That's what it says here. So take a look. Uh, I forgot his name. So the CEO of Reutards is also on the board of Pfizer. It's uh, Thompson Reuters. That's the name of the company. Thompson Reuters Corporation. Sorry, I, I apologize. All right. So the name of the individual human being. Looking for the individual. He's on the board of Pfizer. Uh, the world's biggest clot shot DNA mutilation distribution company. Okay. You hearing me? Yeah, I'm listening to you, brother. So if I'm going to use this as an example, if Eddie Smith is this is the CEO of the official fact checker for Twitter and Eddie Smith is also on the board of Pfizer, wouldn't you want to stop all communications on Twitter that makes it sound like your product is unsafe and ineffective. Wouldn't you want Absolutely. to block that? Absolutely. Well, that's what you were doing. And guess who was running your program for you? Cause you know, you're a CEO, you're busy. You just got to delegate it. Why don't you look her name up? And why don't you look her name up and see where she comes from? 30 years working with Gina Haspel. You know who Gina Haspel is? Tell me. I don't know. Former director of the CIA, who was the former chief of station in the London office and during as May, they were doing the... In May, May 21st, 2018, becoming the first woman to serve as the director of the Central Intelligence Agency on a permanent basis. Connect all these dots, friends. Why am I the only one doing it? It's because the rest of them are complicit in covering up for them. See, they didn't. They didn't plan for people like me and the two hundred thirty-one that signed on the, on the uh, dotted line for the declaration of military accountability. They didn't plan for the Kyle Serafins, the Steve Friends. Guess what? Mm-hmm. It only takes a few of us, and in the collective, we know exactly what they did. Now, and we're not going to let it slide. Do Do you have a big board after me? My kids are not going to let it slide. 
Do you have a big board somewhere with these folks' pictures, with pins, with strings drawn? Do you? Does that? Do you, are you pool planning this investigation? I'm just picturing this in my head. You know, there's only a few people in my life, Michael Rupert being one of them, just an amazing detective that can link people to people. The the way you're doing here, the story that you're telling is it's eye opening. I mean, you're you're connecting dots across thousands of hours. I've had a front row or second row seat to all of this. I mean, I, I never would have thought to connect these dots. I mean, I, I thought I knew a lot. I really did. Uh, and it's just humbling being, uh, you know, in a conversation with someone who's just like, this person is the head of that department who knew this person. Amazing. I mean, I've, it's freaking amazing, dude. These these things that you're pointing no, I mean, at. I spent 25 years in the system. I mean, no one else. The only person that probably knows this in a much more substantive level than I do, guess. If I were to guess... It may be maybe a a Christopher Ray type because they are in on it, so they obviously knows who's playing what role. Well, yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. the people that are involved, but I'm talking about that are observing it and kind of. Oh, I'm, Flynn. I'm Mike Flynn, Flynn. That's it. Yeah, yeah, Flynn. So why do they attack him across all fronts? Because they had to. Well, they had, you know, he, he knew where the bodies were buried. I've been he under knew exactly where the investigations across the J six committee. So this DOD, is this, DHS and DOJ. When I when I when I said to a couple of close friends who were there during J six, they were there, and I said I'm going to be interviewing Ivan Raiklin, and one of them, one of them immediately said, "Why didn't they get that guy?" So would you like to answer him? Why didn't they get Ivan Raiklin? I'll tell. Well, that's a good question. One, number two. Why would they get me? For what? Well, you seem to have been targeted by them, obviously. Um, so, uh, but but here, to what end? That's my, my question. That's my question for you. What to what end? You, you obviously you were involved in no criminal activity. You're exposing their criminal activity. So, what is their angle to try to come after you? What what I, angle? I'm going to tell you my you? best analysis on this so i was at the ellipse right i was a vip i i, I didn't know this but it was uh, roger stone that invited me to be at the ellipse uh, i found out later because i i asked a few of folks that i knew that were close to the you know to the planning of that event and i said hey can you get me vip access and i wasn't sure who did it but you know i was told that i had it i think you get an email or something and so i went and then as it's freezing, by the way, I don't know if you were there, but I was over at the uh, ellipse, took a day off from my day job. And then as the things kind of settled down at the ellipse, I started my make my way down Pennsylvania Avenue. Well, mm -hmm. I've been standing there for a while since like, I don't know, 10 in the morning. So I really had to use the bathroom. <laughs> so luckily, by God's grace, <laughs> I had to go <laughs> take a piss. And so I went down to the holiday. And you know what? I should probably pull the CCTV footage from that holiday in on that day to prove everything I'm saying. Uh, it's like 3rd Street. I'll have to take a look. A couple of blocks south of the Capitol. Yeah, I know it well. I grew and, up in Baltimore City, so I know the city well. Okay, okay. So the reason why... 
they would want to come after me is obviously very high because I'm very vocal. I'm exposing all of their scumbaggery, right? I get it. But the thing is that when you're the most brazen of the bunch who is trying to expose them, that's for sure. Yeah. You are the most outspoken, the chest out, ready to go, (laughs) you know, absolutely talk talk loud and carry an even bigger stick. That guy. I mean, that's exactly what I I wanted to talk about. I think this is their calculus, right? I mean, if you put the enemy hat on, did they investigate me? Yes. Did they mention my name at the third hearing, Pete Aguilar, of the third of the 10 uh, hearings because of a tweet that I put out that Trump retweeted? Yes. I mean, like why, when people ask me, why didn't they come after me? Let me tell you what they've done to me. 20 investigations. I was blocked from, they put me on the quiet skies program where they conducted fourth amendment rape on me for 21 months. They, I think that's like an AI thing. When you put your thumbs up <laughs> that little bubble, I don't know how that happened. I've never yeah, seen it's, an, it it's an AI thing. Mm-hmm. So they put me on the quiet skies program. They, violated my fourth and fifth amendment in that process they blocked me from going onto military bases to be able to have access to my health care my va my the commissary px mwr as a reserve lieutenant colonel i was not allowed to go onto base because i was considered i guess a domestic terrorist what else they my contract job where I was teaching, they blocked me from actually performing on my contract. So in essence, the federal government told the contract company that you can no longer teach because you cannot enter the building and the facility to teach, which was a local determination by the security officer. Here's how I think that happened. Benny Thompson, right? Yeah. The J6 cover-up committee sends an email, sends a memo to DHS Mayorkas. And they start to put everybody that they want to target on the Quiet Skies program, Quad S, and then the TIDE database. It's like the terrorism database within uh, the government. They put me on that list. So my investigation is started in June of 2021 by DHS. In August of 2021, they placed me on the Quiet Skies program. Uh, Basically, the day after, a couple days after the cyber symposium, or the day after the cyber symposium is when the DHS comes out with their terrorism threat bulletin saying that if you think that the election was illegitimate, uh, you're a potential domestic terrorist. If you think, uh, (laughs) if you don't like face toilets and the COVID BS, then you're a potential domestic terrorist. And then if you uh, want to celebrate Christmas and then remember 9-11, you're a potential domestic terrorist. Well, right. I fit in all three of those categories. And I was not only fitting in As do I. I was leading the effort to prove everything that the government was putting out to be false and that it was, and it still is, a, an illegitimate and lawless 2020 election that needs to be remedied, right? And I, I, only, I only increased my velocity and content to push it back so their motivation to come after me was high but here's the problem when you are just a line officer investigating me at the fbi at the 
DHS, DOD, the Army Criminal Investigation Division, etc. You're using investigatory tools, right, and starting to research me. I love that because I know I'm clean. They don't know I'm clean. So in the process of them investigating me, guess what? I find out who's investigating me because I know people in the system. So what does Ivan Reichland do? You start investigating the I investigator. investigate them. <laughs> and then when I find dirt on every single yeah. one of the individuals, you're now stuck in a dilemma. Imagine, Eddie Smith, you represent those that are investigating me. Mm -hmm. You're being told and ordered, hey, find some dirt on Ivan Raiklin so that we can go after him. So that's one aspect. You're trying to keep your job. The right. other aspect is, ooh, Ivan knows I'm investigating him. He's now not only investigating me, but my neighbors and my family members and everybody that I'm associated with. Reminds and me of Kevin Mitnick. Kevin Mitnick, this happened to him uh, way back when the FBI started looking at him for uh, computer hacking. And he hacked the FBI that was tracking him and turned his credit cards off, turned off his electricity. He, he investigated the investigator. So if you know you have some transgressions in your life mm -hmm. that I'm talking about and I publicly air them saying, hey, America, let's look into Brian Auten. Let's look into Bill Priestap's nephew who works at a certain element of the Department of Defense that is investigating me. Hmm. Does that change the calculus on how aggressive you're going to be at coming after me? Absolutely. It changes the entire trajectory. Because I now may, you have to I may at this point make it look like I'm doing my job, but I'm not. You're going to make it look like you're doing your job in order to avoid pain from above. And then in order to avoid me putting you at the top of my investigatory list, you might actually conduct a lawful investigation. And so what does that lawful investigation look like? Well, come 2023 in January, February, when we took over the house and the TSA administrator testifies for the first time and it's publicly available for Ivan Raiklin to show up and breathe down the neck about four feet away sitting from the TSA administrator, David Pekoski. I was like, David, Administrator Pekoski, my name's Ivan Raiklin. I have been on your little Quiet Skies Quad S list since August of 2021. You mind taking me off of that? You will know as well as I do. That is a political in attempted intimidation hatchet job. You want to me to take you off of my list of people to investigate you want me to stop working with the chair of the homeland security committee to ensure pain political pain to you and your organization mm -hmm. all i ask for is to go ahead and remove me off of your political target list is quiet skies program still active right now i know it received its oh of yeah because we don't my understanding is they don't have Air marshals to actually be on the airplanes now because they're too busy 
following everyone around. So that's what we're going to get into when you talked about them, when we talked about earlier is the impeachment of Mayorkas, and we'll close with this. Okay. So the TSA falls under the DHS, under Mayorkas. So mm -hmm. the TSA administrator was appointed by Trump, right? Reconfirmed, I think it's a five-year term, by the current belligerent occupant, the Chinese ambassador, right? So in that conversation, I said, hey, man, you, you know why I'm on that list. Like you can, it's political. So why don't you politically take me off? And it went something like this. Well, can't take you off. But if you real, I'm like, he, he recommended that I go and do a redress. I'm like, if I do redress, I'm basically acknowledging that what you did was lawful and legitimate. I'm not going to concede. There was no legal lawful predicate to put me on the quiet skies program in order to be going through this fourth amendment rape process from the get-go. Right. And he said, you know what? Maybe your TSA pre-check expired. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I'm still in the reserves or uh, what I was at the time when it was going on, but uh, in, in 2023, it wasn't. So he kind of gave me the wink and nod and said, you know what? Why don't you go ahead and reapply to TSA pre-check and it might be fruitful. Well, the 20 minutes after applying, reapplying it, well, I should say, yeah. Voila, I'm approved. My TSA pre and clear is back. I'm off of the Quiet Skies program. So now I can focus my efforts on Christopher Ray Epps and Nancy Pelosi and the Capitol Police Board. And now he's no longer a high priority individual on the deep state target list because he helped alleviate the problem. But it doesn't still alleviate the problem for the thousands of other people that are on the Quiet Skies program. So yeah. this leads to the impeachment of Mayorkas. Congressman Green, chairman of the Homeland Security Committee. I saw him earlier today before I uh, marauded Dan Goldman, who's also on that committee in the hallway that you played earlier. Yeah. So. Chairman Green, one of your articles of impeachment must be the DHS's fraud, waste, and abuse, and misuse and misallocation of resources that are used to violate the Fourth and Fifth Amendment rights of thousands of Americans, okay? Particularly in my situation, when they placed me on that Quiet Skies program along with others. How did that work? Benny Thompson sends over a memo. You can pull that up. And then he basically authorizes and requests Mayorkas to go ahead and harass, target, surveil unlawfully, physically surveil with three federal air marshals from my home where I'm sitting to the airport where the TSA conducts Fourth Amendment rape and then when I pass security, those same federal air marshals, potentially the same, maybe others, then continue to surveil me inside of the airport. And then they fly with me. And then they we land at the destination. And then they have the authority to surveil me to my destination, whether it be hotel, meeting, etc. So I at Sky's program. And 
So w- which clip did you want me to play here? The uh, mark my words uh, at uh, Rep Dan Goldman clip. Is that the one you're referring to? Yeah, let's play that. And then since we're on a roll, I'm going to send you one more and then it will be done. Sure. There we go. It's dragging out. <laughs> ah, but you know what? You kept the interest of everyone. We continue to grow the live and it's exactly where it was when we started. So that tells you a lot. People are hungry for what you're saying. The things that you're saying, a lot of people don't know. And we spend a lot of time reading the news. We spend a lot of time studying and going over this. And the things that you're saying right now, most people don't know, including me. And it's very hard to catch me. And I'm not being conceited, but it's very hard to catch me off, you know, not ready. And I wasn't ready. (laughs) I wasn't ready for most of the things that you were saying. So, I mean, does that make sense of why they haven't gone after me? Is because I've leveraged my relationships to apply the necessary pressure almost nobody has that right and then yeah. i've been leveraged the, the the members of congress right now especially since january 2023 to maximally maximally expose these scum and so while they want to go after me um you know the the chief of the capitol police i'm sure would love to do something to me on behalf of pelosi and schumer but <laughs> I don't know. They let's haven't seized a, me. Let's take a look. So that's that's great. And this is one of the guys that during the hearing yesterday or the other day, rather, um, to continue to basically state there was no evidence, no evidence, no evidence um, just pisses me off. But, you know, what? I'm glad that they say it, because the moment that they say there's no evidence, I already know who they are. It's like wearing a mask. I used to hate the fact that people wore masks, but now I like it because now I can see who you are. I know what you think. I know what you believe. And I just noticed they are clear. These people that say no evidence, every one of them should be a target because they're being willfully ignorant to the fact uh, to even the phone calls that were leaked from Biden's Biden's phone calls where he indicts himself in the phone calls. So So, speaking of, do you know that I served on the Ukraine crisis team in the Pentagon at the National Military Command Center in 2014? I do not, but I do now. It's all this Biden crap. It's like 10 years in the making. It's frustrating. <laughs> well, from my understanding, there are 40 different FBI informants that were there for 15 years. The FBI had Biden dead to rights a long time ago, but instead of locking him up, pursuing charges, whatever, they decided to use him and blackmail him. That was the that was a report given by Jesse Waters. Now... I don't yeah, know. I don't trust that guy because he's still over at Faux News, so he's scum <laughs> to me. And that's and that's really what it boils down to. I don't know the substance behind it. I know it's a bold statement to make. No, and that may be true. Beginning. I just because he's he's at he's at a private company that was complicit in destroying our constitutional rights. They are the enemy. 
Any single person that is an employee at that outlet is an enemy of mine. Now, since we talked, now we're talking about phone news and them being an employee, let me send you something that is very on point. It's the long form interaction that I had with Dan Goldman. And it's a tweet that I put out earlier, earlier today that says, listen closely as Speaker Ryan's phone news producer, Tyler Olson, 1791, tries I to have. prop up Rep. Dan Goldman to cover for the impeachment of Ali Mayorkas. I There's going right to be a massive boomerang, folks. You see it? Yeah, I have it right here. Yeah, there's no remotely high crime or misdemeanor here. This is simply a policy dispute. Um, the so, Mr. Goldman, you talking about the due process uh, in there? Problem is what about Eric Cheramello in facing your accuser for the Trump the impeachment, the sir? Right now, as we speak, in negotiating How does it comport with that, senators sir? to tackle the issues at the border. The, the White House and the Biden talks about due with process, we're familiar with the Fifth Amendment. Has right. uh, tried to implement a number of How come when you were, were an impeachment manager, that the Republicans are you didn't make that point as it applies to, to President Trump's impeachment to when you went ahead and didn't even mention Eric Cheramella's name? Policy. You defended so Eric Cheramella. It, it is, you defended I understand they may, Eric Cheramella's boss, John Brennan. Also, you defended his uh, two attorneys, Mark Zaid and Andrew Bacaj, right? Influx of migration at the border, but what do you that say is about grounds for impeachment? What this committee should be doing is working with the Senate and Secretary Mayorkas right now to pass legislation which is required to actually change uh, policy at the border. The administration cannot do it alone. So this is a sham hearing. It's a sham impeachment investigation. You can see it because they're not providing the necessary due process that any impeachment necessary due process similar to what you did with facing your accuser right what about eric Cheramella, sir of the, of the congress so um it's uh, but, but can i get a question in, sir? that's the that secretary Murphy my name's Myers ivan rake successful in his job given the state of the border right now uh, I think it's very hard to measure what success is. Uh, I think when, I, I think he is uh, doing his, I think that the administration has been doing um, as much as they can under the current law. And what, uh, there's no question that the situation at the border is a problem. Um, there are it a is. number of it's a massive factors problem. into that, right? Meanwhile, you and Benny Thompson talked to the DHS secretary America, to go ahead and beef up the Quiet Skies program uh, to go after your political opponents rather than focusing on the border. Why is legislation to address that issue? And the problem is that the Republicans are not interested in actually addressing the problems. They're more interested in political theater, which is what we have going on right here. Political theater, kind of like you and Benny Thompson do, by sending memos to the Department of Homeland Security Secretary to beef up the Quiet Skies program, Mr. Goldman. Can you address that? Is that due process to put folks without legal predicate on a Fourth Amendment rape program known as the Quiet Skies program against your political opponents. There's gonna be a massive boomerang, sir. 
and you're going to be one of the targets of that boomerang. Yeah, for some reason, your audio on the videos, they don't come out on the stream. Amazing, brother. Ah, you have balls of steel, bro. I, you know what? In the same, I would love to be in a position. I would love to go with you to the Capitol as you do this. I would love to be there. I would love to take part. Did <laughs> you see the one that I did with Nancy Pelosi? I have not. I mean, I this is not. like a daily thing for me. They just run. I, Nancy I would, Pelosi was literally in a dead sprint. Meanwhile, she was protected by her security. Like, I don't care. I'm just going to make sounds that compl they completely pierce their narrative in a mm -hmm. way that just destroys their narrative. Ivan, I, I hope you have security, brother. I, we need to protect you at all costs. I don't need security. <laughs> oh, man. I'll just... tell you this. When Christopher Ray Epps testifies before Congress, yeah, I walk up, you can tell the posture changes. He quadruples his security detail. When I'm in his proximity, yeah, he's he's definitely an employee of the CCP. Nine million dollars a year prior to being made the director of the FBI, and then he goes up and locks up his old client um, when he becomes director of the FBI, Miles Gow. I mean, he's these people. Yeah, you, you know, he was Chris Chris Christie's uh, attorney for Bridgegate, right? Right. He was the one that got him off. He was the one that got him the sweetheart deal, and and a lot of that I heard was kind of ties back to um, what happened later. I mean, these these guys are all so interconnected, and the fact that you know how all this tapestry and where the threads go throughout and the uh, just tapestry. <laughs> it's, it's crazy to me that you can put these pieces together the way that you do. Do you well, know I what mean, I, I remember? I taught analysts to professionally do what I'm basically doing as it applies to them. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're 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 definitely uh, do you have political aspirations outside of this later? I mean, do you I know you ran pre previously. I'm, I'm running for Secretary of Retribution. That's all I care about. That's all you care about. I want about. to be like I want to be the the stick, the hammer because no one has the courage to do it, right? Look at what they did to us. No one on our side has the courage. We need to drop the hammer on all of them. Yeah, I've asked the same question. Like the last few years, all I've been doing, I'm going to close with this. The Secretary of Retribution, should that Department Department of Retribution be created, then uh, first order of business. You've probably heard this. I'm hiring every single J6 defendant and their family members to be on the research team. Okay. And then every single person that was thrown out of the military or left that is a operator due to the illegal jab mandate, guess what? They are going to be hired in the action arm division to make sure that those that we research, all right, yeah, actually face the live stream swatting raid. But we got to be able to live stream that. So that's the third branch or division of the Department of Retribution where every single independent platform that I've ever done an interview on, you're going to be getting notifications of where and when to be to live stream the Roger Stone style raid on name the individual on my deep state target list. It's quite a few. 
There's quite a few. And that's just the start. I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg. You know, I, I had a defendants were there. I had an entire list of How much political persecution has there been? And you mashed them. I uh, you answered all these questions and without even realize you answered <laughs> them. So a lot of them they just sat here. Um but brother, I, I really do appreciate you taking the time out. You gotta remember, uh, folks. Um, and 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 take part in this. It was it was it was really awesome that you did that. Um, go ahead. You have anything else you want to leave? Leviticus with? chapter twenty four, verse nineteen twenty. If anyone injures his neighbor, as he has done, it shall be done to him. Fracture for fracture, eye for eye, mm -hmm. tooth for tooth. Whatever injury he has given a person, shall be given to him. Mm -hmm. Luke 17, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he cast into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. Those going after our kids trying to mutilate them, guess what, folks? How about you start with yourselves? Those school boards that want to mutilate our children, I recommend to you to look in the mirror and lead by example and mutilate yourselves starting with your neck. And then once you see the success rate of that, then we will consider whether or not you should be promulgating that to our children. Mm -hmm. I suspect your success rate will be zero after you fully mutilate your neck. Okay? Well, guys, I uh, really do appreciate uh, Ivan taking the time to come and talk with us. Uh, you know, you don't hear this a lot, but you're, you're a man after my own heart. You're, you're a take action guy who doesn't just tell people what to do. And you're not an armchair memer. You're out there in the trenches and you're doing it. And you have no idea how badly somebody like me just wants to be right there with you. And the well, trenches. why don't you do it? Where do you live? I'm in Vegas. So I'm in Vegas and, and yes, I do everything that I can within my realm of capability here. Um, I'm well, very involved in my far community. Is city from you? Uh, pretty far. Carson city is Carson, uh, city. Carson city is way up North. Uh, I'll be going there next week um, as well. Um, and, and I am involved here locally um, and volunteered actually this time around. Yeah, why don't you join forces with uh, uh, what's her name? Oof. You know what I'm talking about. Who's what's her name? She lives in Vegas. Uh, Mindy Robinson, I think. Mindy Robinson lives in Vegas. Yeah, I know. I know. Like the Hodge twins live here. I, I don't know any. Let's you see don't here. know Mindy? Yeah, I know who she is. I don't know if she lives here. Yeah. Huh. Well, you know, Eddie keeps to himself sometimes a little too much. I will reach out. If there are people here that I can definitely align myself with and um and we can do some and we can do some some good, um, that's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. And for those of you watching that don't know, we do have and I produce the only all Native American podcast from a conservative perspective called Skin in the Game. Check that out as well. Um we, we're we're doing good things. Uh, Ivan, I just got to let you know one point. Yes, sir. I was kind of looking in on my Twitter feed, and every time you played a clip, I don't think the audio came out. So, 
the audio didn't come out when the when the clips played. Yeah, uh, I think so. that sucks. Um, all right, we got to do it again. No, <laughs> you know, I, I will. I will fix that next time for those watching. I do apologize, um, and and I do know what the fix is, so we will get that worked out. Uh, Ivan, any last things you want to say before we get out of here, brother? Uh, when the institutions we support and make our living at turn on us and want to steal our life body parts liberty and money pursuit of happiness we must fight back we must fight against tyranny and injustice in the doctor's office in our schools in state and federal institutions by name date time place and transgression call them out absolutely Shine maximum light on them trillions of lumens so as usual the silent majority you need to stop being silent and stand your ground we'll see you next time on the patriots prayer you guys have a great day Thank you. my people of this country and we're under attack they ban us they cancel us for speaking the facts if you man enough come stand with us take you and say back